0: Tim, you want to hang out? Do you just want to do the interview and get you out of here? You got, you got I shit to do. Hang out, I All sh- right, yeah, we'll do the normal. I'm not talk not to f- today, so. All right, talk to you for a little bit, and then uh, we'll do our normal stuff and just chime in.
1: Make sure you stay like right up on the mic, uncomfortably close.
0: <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but the term is you got to eat the mic. <laughs> Uh, Well it's funny too Like I kind of forget But we just naturally Like especially as I stay In the whole men's room So I'm always moving around So I just naturally Like always come back To that distance
1: Yeah bring it Bring it towards you I find generally People want to hang Like we have a conversational style So people kind of sit back And leave the mic up But if you bring it towards you You'll be able to kind of Just relax
2: Mine keeps going limp (laughs) That's a good point I'm just kidding Oh are
3: we allowed to swear on here? Or? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. <clears throat> We're averaging, like, what, 16 bleeps per cast? We've something? been
1: hitting the over pretty consistently. We set it at 15.5, uh, but just by a little bit. Um, yeah, it's, it's always close, but it's fun to do on Twitter and just have people chime in on, like, how many do you think we'll have under or over 15.5?
0: You know how Tim gets in that potty mouth. Yeah. Could well, be a lot today. Yeah. <laughs> Jane. Good day. Fairmouth. You are listening to a podcast. <laughs> but this isn't just any podcast. <laughs> just any podcast couldn't do this. hi <laughs>
3: Oh this! What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tents Starring the Ted Starr- The
0: Ah Starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Haha! The podcast starts you better wear a helmet now! Woo! The Podcast, episode 256. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith. He'll be the host of this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, To the left of me. Actually, he's to the right of me. He's always here unless he's somewhere in Southeast Asia on two wheels. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? Cheers. the podcast up 3.5% on news that Aramco will issue
3: nearly $10 billion in bonds this year after releasing profit figures for the first time in the country's history. Wildcat investors apparently betting on an outside chance that one of the boys marries a Saudi heiress, thus making the podcast a true global phenomenon. Do the boys have a plan to fly to Dubai? Or will short sellers be
0: the last ones laughing? We'll find out Half five. <laughs> all right, back here on the wheels of steel, getting the uh, studio all set up. Matt Counter, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. How you doing, man? Excellent. Uh, yeah, and I think I have a new theory on uh, becoming Bollywood Ted. Bollywood Smith? Yeah, Bollywood Smith, man. What well, do you know, got? First of all, uh, have you selected... I should mention right out of the gate, we have Tim Lewis here. Uh, Tim's fighting down at Cage Schwartz MMA fifty six. That is April twenty seventh coming up. Uh, Make sure you buy some tickets for that. Uh, Tim also is a good friend of the show because he's a friend with our with our buddy Drew. So he's been in here before. When Tim last (laughs) won his last fight, I see him backstage and he's like, "Do I get to be on the podcast now?" (laughs) (laughs) I only had to choke somebody out just to right. And you took some abuse in that one, man. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah, it was a tough fight. Yeah, it's just good when a guy's bleeding. Like I I was like, yeah, of course, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. (laughs) Uh, So what Cobb and I are talking about, people that have listened to this know, I'm weirdly obsessed with cricket right now. In the Indian Premier League, it's only a little over a month long. So if you're a cricket fan and you love T20 cricket, who doesn't? Uh, This is the best (laughs) month to be watching, and of course the World Cup coming up this summer. Cobb, have you picked a team yet?
3: I have not. I'm still torn between three, the uh, Mumbai Indians, the Super Kings, and the Kings
0: 11, so we'll see. Oh, Punjab Kings 11, man, that's my club. And uh, we just lost to the Super Kings, and we got the Indians uh, tomorrow morning. Dang. Did you watch? Yeah, I get up and watch them. They're nice during the week. They come I've on been, 7.30 in the morning, and they end around like 10.30, 10.45. I've been just
3: doing the YouTube highlights. You know what I mean? Like the quick like five minutes, they'll just like run oh, through I, it. I pay extra for Willow. Were you the one telling me that the people have been signing up for the Cricket Channel like crazy? Was that you that I was in a conversation with about that?
0: I mean, I have. There's a free trial right now if you have uh, Xfinity, <laughs> but I actually pay for it. I'm like, I'll pay an extra for the Cricket Channel. <laughs> How much is it? It's like 16 bucks a month. It's like Dude, Netflix.
3: You are into cricket. That's like an, an official fan right there. You're putting yeah, your man. money where
0: your mouth is. <sighs> last match we had, man. The boys came back in the last over. Did you figure out whose jersey you are going to get? Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna get a Chris Gale jersey. I feel like you've got enough free
3: time on your hands. You're getting into more and more obscure sports. Because the other day we were watching the the rugby, the Seattle rugby team. Yeah, the Sea Wolves. Like, yeah, you happen to know, like, quite a few facts about them, too. Like, where does it
0: end? I feel like curling is next, and then, like... I told you, my ideal thing is that it started with soccer. Basically, wherever you drop me in the world, I, without knowing other languages, I can talk to, to people through sports. Oh, yeah, we were talking about sand soccer. That's what it was. Yeah.
3: Um, wait. So, how do you end up becoming uh, a <laughs> Mumbai Ted or Bollywood
0: Bollywood Smith? <laughs> well, I've done some research, and there's not a lot of American commentators in cricket. Okay. So I don't know if it's like a men in blazers thing. Like I just I feel like I got to start like grassroots cricket stuff, and then it, like maybe it becomes like a thing, and they're just like, "Hey, look, he's the American cricket authority. We got to bring him over here and start it now." So like for a month out of the year, I'm gone. I'm just in India announcing cricket games or commentating,
3: dude. So for people, um, yeah. So that's what we we've, we've been talking about for a while. Is like Ted has multiple little alter egos that he embodies as he goes around. It's basically like a. Um, like, collectible figurines. You know what I mean? There's, like, your classic Ted Smith, and then there's, like, Vegas Ted, and, like, Festival Ted, and they're all dressed in different outfits. But Bollywood <laughs> Smith has been the ultimate aspiration for the Ted collectible series. And the reason is, so, with the
0: um, the fight production, he met... Um, yeah, it comes back to Tim, because Cagefort, for a while, I remember, was owned by the uh, Indian guys, and it was Super Fight League. Yeah, so there So was, I know like, an Indian billionaire already. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure if we we're gonna mention billionaire. Right. All so right. for a
3: billionaire, it's cost them nothing to just bring Ted over to do something in related in relation to, you know, fighting or cricket or whatever. And we are always saying it'd be really funny. I think we were just smoking weed talking about but how funny <laughs> it would be if Ted was like almost completely unknown in the US and then just massive <laughs> in India. So like yeah. he's over there, like legit celebrity to however what do they have? Like eight hundred million people? Something just obscene. And uh, and then you come in the US and he's just, you know, regular Regular dude in cargo shorts cruising down the street. So, anyway, that's the whole Bollywood Smith thing. And it, feel like,
0: it feels like we're one step closer. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, cricket's going to be the thing. And I will also say this it's amazing to me. I've had Uber drivers, right? And like you start talking cricket a little bit. I just kind of throw it out there, like, oh, any chance you're into cricket? And, and I get it because of the ongoing wars and stuff. A lot of Afghani people won't say where they're from. And then they'll be like, okay, I'm from Afghanistan. I love cricket. Like, yeah, <laughs> man, it's all right. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and I told you that the
3: guy just, like, point-blank profiled. We had um, an Indian guy come into the popcorn shop, and I really wanted to talk about the cricket uh, documentary on Netflix, but I, like, wasn't really sure how to broach it. I was like, hey, man, any chance you like cricket? And he was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, dude, you have been watching that thing on Netflix? He was like, yeah, it's awesome. Sorry, I
0: believe it. There, but, there's a there's a series on Netflix, Tim, called Cricket Fever, and it follows around one season. just follows around the Mumbai Indians. So... <clears throat> Last year, I decided I wanted to start watching it. But if you watch this series, you'll be like, oh, man, like i got to get into cricket. All right. I'm going to have a, to check it out. Yeah. I mean, if you like getting up at weird hours. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I was up at 3.30 in the morning to watch one of these. That's what I was going to say. depending on your amount of free time.
2: Uh,
0: I got a little bit of free time. <laughs> <right>. yeah, so. <laughs> I know. And all right. one last thing, then we'll get to Tim. It's like, my one friend put it best. He goes, man, you don't know anything about movies. I don't know if you ever watch a movie, but you watch the most obscure sports. Like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's my thing. <laughs> Anyhow, I think I could be a decent batsman. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're going to end up with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just saying, true. if somebody had put, you know, a cricket <laughs> bat or whatever in my hands as a kid, I, I could have I been a... A famous I just, cricketer. really thought there was going to be
3: a different end to that segment. Like, anyway, probably be the
0: best batsman out there, but whatever. <laughs> if I throw a football over the mountains, but, you know. Hey, my buddy Ryan Sutton was the only guy on Cape Cod to kick that ball over the beach. We all know that. <laughs> all right, so Tim Lewis is in here. Like I said, we got Cage Fort uh, MMA coming up on April 27th. All right, Tim, you're 3-0 as professional. Uh, you're taking on, is it Mark uh, Coates? I believe so. Yeah. All right. So he's nine five and zero. Obviously, he's got a little more cage time experience. But does that matter to you? Um. Well, on paper, as a professional, uh, he has more pro fights.
2: But if you look at our amateur career and overall like body of work, um, you can make an argument that you know I've I have more experience. I mean, I've been fighting as an amateur since 2007 was my first fight and between then um and before I turned pro I had about 21 fights as an amateur and I fought not just here locally in the northwest but went down to Florida in a tournament against um pretty much like the best featherweights uh amateur featherweights uh around the country so where in Florida uh it was in uh Fort Lauderdale so 2016 2017 so um it was a pull of of 16 guys, like the best 16 guys that they could come up with at that time. And, um, you know, uh, one of the guy that ended up winning it. Um, obviously, I lost <laughs> in the semifinals, um, but I lost to that guy who ended up winning it, who's like a top five Bellator um, featherweight now. So, oh, nice. Um, so it, I guess the point I was trying to make is that, um, you know, if... On paper, yeah, it looks like he has more uh, pro fights, but overall, like, fight experience, cage time, you know, you, I probably have way more, you know, fights than him against,
0: you know, tougher competition overall, so. All right. Uh, when it comes to fighting, do you have a preferred style? Like, would you rather stand up and throw punches? Do you want to take it to the ground? Like, what, 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 what's the ideal game plan for Tim? I think for me... I, Yeah, I I, I like to stand in being, you know. Um, I think
2: crowds love it too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, in MMA, I mean, most guys, they're coming from, like, a wrestling background. You know, I didn't. So, uh, you know, that's not, like, second nature to me. Whereas, like, I came from more of a traditional martial arts background. So, like, I like kicking, you know. So, if I can, you know, kick somebody in the head all day, you know, that's what I'd like to do. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, so, but... This last camp and you know coming into this camp, you know I've been developing, growing, and uh, becoming more of a pressure fighter. So uh, I'm envisioning myself like coming forward, um, punching them, kicking them, kneeing them, taking them down, beating them up, uh, letting them back up, and just putting them through that meat that meat grinder. And just trying to, I, I just really want to just break his will. <laughs> I know, like yes. um, you know, like going into fights, you know, it's like. Uh, you know, your goal is to, like, go in there and finish it. But for this fight, uh, for whatever reason, like, I feel like my cardio is in, like, such a good place. Like, I want to see what I'm capable of, and I want to just go in there, and I, w- I want to make him quit. Like, I want to go in there, and I just want to break him, just, like, put him through this cycle of hell where I just, like, go in there, punch him, just take him down, beat him up, let him back up, and just put him through that cycle over and over till the point where he just, like, looks at his coach and, like, looks for that, you know, please throw in the towel look, you know, and just, like, yeah. quit. and. <laughs> Um, so I guess, yeah, I want to stand and bang, but I'm also
0: going to look to, you know, wrestle him and take him down, beat him up and just, can you tell, like, if you're in a fight, can you tell if somebody, when you like, when you've put in a choke or something, can you tell if they've kind of like, almost been like, all right, it's in, it's over as opposed to like, cause well, it depends you know I mean? on the, the, it depends on the choke, um, you know, with like a rear naked or like a guillotine,
2: um, you know, uh, choke you could, Uh, But with a blood choke, so like in my last fight, I had a arm triangle, and that's more of a blood choke. So like, you know, you really can't tell, like, because it's not like cutting off the air, and all of a sudden, you you know, you're just out. So like, the guy didn't even know he was like out, and just woke up and was like, "Oh, I'm out," and you know, it's just like, so depending on the choke, you know, on the like air, like when you have like the forearm across the throat, like those, you can definitely tell. But like with the bloods, it's just like you just go out. So,
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, tap early, tap often, unless it's a fight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but for chokes, uh, I don't know. It's like you don't really have to, ch- you know, tap. You're not gonna, you know, lose too many brain cells from not tapping. I mean, for like any type of arm lock, foot lock, you definitely don't want to break anything. But you know, in a fight, you know, just yeah, go out on your shield, go out like a man. Don't tap. <laughs> all
0: right, all right, hey. I get it. You sound like one of the Gracies. <laughs> his delivery
1: is so calm about this. Stuff. I know. That's the. Thing. I
0: wish people could see. Like, you're such a nice guy. Like you're smiling when you're kind of saying it. It's like it's almost creepier. <laughs> I know. Like I, like I get like the guys are just like I want to break his will. You're just like man. You know what? I want to break his will. <laughs> well, my uh, nine
2: to five, my regular job is uh, working with psychotic people all day. So it's just like I don't know. Maybe it's just like you know being around like psychos and, like, assessing them, like... What do you do again? Are you so, a
0: psychiatrist?
2: N- uh, well, I'm a... So, my title is a designated crisis responder. Um, All right. So, I do ITA, like, uh, evaluation. That's for, like, involuntary treatment for uh, sending people to, like, the psych ward, basically. So, when you hear about that guy, that crazy guy running around down the street, like, willing a ninja sword, claiming to be Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. I get to go out and assess him. So, or cool. her, or whatever they identify that's, as... I mean, that's got to be a little dangerous in itself. Yeah, it, there's some... uh Tense moments, you know, uh, a lot of times when we're working out in the community, we work a lot with law enforcement, um, you know, counties, uh, sheriff and like police department or, you know, often we'll go into jails and, you know, the um, county jails and like assess them there. But uh, I guess working around that field, I don't know, it's put me in a dark place, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, uh, so. Well, I think, I think part of it, too, is just every fight that goes on, like your confidence just builds. Yes. So It's not like a dark place. It's just like, you know, it just it's a physical sport, right? It's a combat sport, but it's also just an athlete who's like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. um, It's a combination
2: of both. You know, definitely, you know, I, you know, I got into it because, you know, I won't wanted to perform in like an athletic competition but you know i mean when you're in a fight and you know you have a guy like throwing bones who's just trying to knock you unconscious you got you got to go in a little bit of a dark place and like you know oh yeah you know you know uh, there's there's something off about us that like attracts us to this sport you know i mean we call it a sport but really it's just legalized fighting you know that we get paid for now so you know i mean <laughs> I, I, I i don't know i just i guess there's something a little bit off about us all you know
3: Yeah, martial arts does always have martial artists always have that like um, calm confidence too. I will say like it's not you know like Ted said it's creepy. Honestly, I I would say it's not an aberration because I feel like you get a lot of that aggression out, and you're just like okay, cool. Like I'm confident with what I can do and whatever you know. Like I feel like a lot of the the fighters I meet or like accomplished martial artists like I don't know they have like a like a very like chill presence about them because of that. I think we don't have anything to prove.
2: Like we already know like we're. If shit goes down like we already know we can whoop that ass. You know, it's like so yeah, for sure. We don't have to I, walk around with like our yeah. chest puffed out and like you know on edge. Like we we, for the most part, I mean, minus a gun. I mean, we, we're going to be able to take care of ourselves. You know. Yeah,
3: you walked in. The first thing I was thinking was like, I would hate to take a punch from that dude. <laughs> for real, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> well, it's the kick that you got to be aware of, or scared of, not the punch. Yeah, man, so, those head kicks are yeah. wild. I think you should be scared and aware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the question mark kick. That is my go to kick. Really? Yeah. That's like the only kick I know. I mean, it's just crazy to watch. Yeah. People get crushed by that thing, man. It's like getting hit with a baseball bat. So yeah. like when I see like YouTube clips, just like, bam, man, it just snaps. It's a nasty, nasty kick. It's a nasty, nasty sport. Yeah. Ted,
2: have you why? seen that
0: one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, why do martial artists seem more calm than boxers? I mean, maybe that's oh. just me. I mean, I know it's both combat sports, but boxers oftentimes seem. Super hyped up, and they seem to talk a lot. Better. Wound up, yeah, yeah, they seem wound up.
2: I was gonna, say, I don't know, maybe if they're punch drunk, I, and a yeah, punch I don't know. And they've been punched I feel like the there's a lot. Times, and... I mean,
0: minus Conor McGregor kind of changed stuff, but I feel like boxing has a lot more shit talking. Yeah, than MMA,
2: and then. In a lot of the martial arts, they bring in like a certain culture, like with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. you know, like a lot of those guys, it's, you know, part of their culture too, where they're just chilled, laid back and, you know, the, yeah. uh, you have the whole bowing and respect and the, you know, os and fist bump, whereas in boxing, you're going to a gym and you're just, all right, we're going to punch each other in the head or try to kill each other in the liver and, you know, knock <laughs> each other out. So, um, so I guess it's even the training's like a little bit different. It's more ramped up, I guess, at a boxing gym.
3: Um, I don't know. The Maybe. philosophy seems to be a little bit different too. Yeah. You know, I feel like even like a lot of the like Taekwondo and Karate and like you know Jiu Jitsu, like they're based on yeah mutual respect and like not gamesmanship, but like um, you know they're like at, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but there's like you know there's like a, a respect for your opponent versus like I'm going to go in and just like beat a piece of meat as much as I can with my fists.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, boxing's like don't get me wrong, I love both sports, right? So I, I still really like boxing, but boxing's weird too because. And, and uh, people that love, old school people that love boxing that don't like MMA are like, oh, I don't want to see all the wrestling and this and that. Mm-hmm. And they think it's, like, I think it's more humane if you clip somebody that you can go jump on them and finish them. Whereas, yeah. like, boxers, you get a 10 count, like, that guy probably has concussion. But if he makes it eight seconds and is, he's still standing there, it's like, all right, start punching him in the head again. hundred percent, man. Game. <laughs> like,
2: oh, man, the amount of brain trauma that a boxer takes. I mean, I, obviously, we're taking you know, a certain amount of brain trauma as well, but with, like, boxers, you know, you're going to get concussed, knocked out, and then get back up, get knocked out again, and it's just like, ooh, it's it's brutal. That's why I don't box. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any boxing fights when you started getting into MMA? Uh, I did a lot of kickboxing and some Muay Thai, um, but never... Muay Thai's devastating. Yeah. Muay Thai is brutal. Um, but it's just, yeah, I've never done boxing, although it is on my bucket list. I want to do at least probably one pro boxing fight um, before I'm you know, hang up the gloves and get too old, but, uh, yeah. I'll I've... talk to Brian. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I might is... know a guy for <laughs> <it>. you. <Yeah>. Um,
2: <laughs> that's, you know, definitely I want to do at least one, but I haven't done a, I don't think I've ever done like a pure boxing match. It's always been kickboxing or Muay Thai, like involving kicks. So, um, and I'm not doing that anymore just cause the kickboxing Muay Thai is too hard on my body. Just getting kicked and, uh.
0: Yeah. I mean, I want to go to Thailand for multiple reasons, but I would like to go see like a Muay Thai fight over there. Yes.
3: Yes. They're awesome.
0: And, you, um, and right. those guys have
3: like hundreds of fights under their belt, too. That's what's crazy. They fight like weekly. Yeah. Yeah. So their records, when they come out of that system, is like, it'll be like, he's 121 and six. You know, <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, how? And he's like, well, he's been fighting for a couple years and they fight every week. Whoa. It's yeah. crazy. And
0: I'm not sure some people just fathom like just knees and elbows. Well, and like, they toughen their they legs just
3: up, too. People. They'll kick stuff to like make the. What is, I don't know if it develops scar tissue on the front of their – you might know this better, but does it develop scar tissue on the front of their shin or is it like increasing the bone density? I know there's like little things they do and they'll hit like um, – I don't know if it's tires or what they're punching mm. as well, but they're trying to like yeah toughen their hands and legs up. You know anything about that? Or is that just hearsay on the internet? I don't know. I think I just watched that in Kickboxer, like, back
2: in the 80s. (laughs) Ivan Drago. I don't know if they really do
0: that, but... Wait a minute, so guys don't put their hands in, like, nails (laughs) and come out to fight? Um... No, I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. We should mention – we mentioned our buddy Drew down at Lutasport. Do you have any other gyms to get in there? Uh, No, just Lutasport has been uh,
2: the main uh, gym that I've been training out of. I mean, uh, for a long time we trained with a West Coast fight team, um, but the drive was just killing me. So, like, I live in Olympia, so – you know, driving up to Auburn was, you know, that was pretty brutal. That's a haul. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not like
0: there's never traffic. I mean, there's never traffic uh, down no.
2: by the base or nothing. No, <laughs> uh-huh. by the base and, and going through Puyallup. So um, uh, just this past year, uh, Drew and Trevor Jackson, uh, my main training partner, head coach, they opened up a gym down south to come away. So if anybody's looking for a gym to train out of. Yeah, Luda yeah, sport. Definitely.
0: So. And Right, Luda sport, uh Tim and Drew are both great guys. Actually, me and Matt and my buddy, you know my buddy Saul. Yeah, yeah, we've been talking about going. We got to go down there and train one Saturday morning. Yeah, come. just get it in.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah.
0: Saturday mornings are the best because those are our um, Saturday sparring days where we get gang banged
2: on, and we just oh man, it, it'd be good for watch. You guys get to see us just get.
1: Yeah, that's what Drew was saying. Come yeah. catch catch that, and then he'll show us some stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. It's an awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got to do that.
0: And then we'll draw straws to see who has to spar who. <laughs> Saul's been oh, lifting by the way. He got big. So I don't want to have to spar him. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of the the burning questions the podcast listeners are wondering. Uh how much weight? I mean, you fight at 140? Do you have do you have a ton of a weight cut or is it pretty easy for you? So, actually
2: this time around it's going to be really easy and actually um so I I float between, fight between uh, 35 and 45. Uh, my weight fluctuates. I mean, just depends how, like, much of a fat bastard I am. Um, but I can get as high as, like, 165, 1 uh, probably about 165, 168. Uh, but right now, like, I've been dieting, uh, been eating clean, training my ass off for probably the last two months, uh, just hoping to get a good fight. And so right now my weight's sitting, like, about 46, 147. So, like, I'm not going to have hardly oh, nice. any weight to cut because, like, Uh, Typically, when I go down to, like, 40 or fight at 135 pounds, like, I'm walking about 150 pounds throughout the whole camp. And then, like, you know, three, four days out, I start to suck, you know, 15 pounds out. And so, you know, it's not going to be as miserable a process. So this is is pretty sweet.
0: It's still crazy to me you guys drop that much weight in a few days.
2: Yeah, we take a big dump and, you know, drink a lot of distilled water and many hours in the sauna. So, yeah, it's not healthy. It's probably not doctor recommended.
0: So, yeah. (laughs) All right, uh, we are friends on Facebook. I know you enjoy some food after the fight. What's your go-to, or is it the next day, or is, so, is it the whole fucking weekend? I don't know. It's, it's your fight, it's man. It's the whole weekend. So um, <laughs> right after the fight,
2: uh, I was just talking with uh, my son um, uh, where we're gonna go. Like right after, And we're thinking a uh, KFC, Korean fried chicken, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have beer. He obviously he's not old enough to drink, so um, he's gonna be my designated driver. But uh, uh-huh. definitely gonna have some uh, Korean fried chicken um, and some beer.
3: Uh, and then right after that... American uh, or Korean? Korean. All right, all right. So have you guys had Korean fried chicken? I've never heard of KFC Korean fried chicken. Oh, There's one God. on Capitol Hill called like Bok Bok.
0: Yes.
2: So I haven't been there. All right. But if you guys haven't experienced Korean fried chicken, you need to go and experience some Korean right. fried chicken. The it only is,
3: Korean food I think I've really had is like bulgogi and it was awesome.
2: Yes. Bulgogi? Well, I don't well know if, if you saying. like bulgogi, you're going to love Korean fried chicken. It's going to change your world. You're never going to look at Popeye's the same again. You'll just oh, be like disgusted. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, it's... It's the best stuff. Ted, it's,
0: where's Popeye at? I know it's on the hill. I haven't been there yet. All That's right. a bold move. I mean, I'm a fried chicken fan. I love chicken wings. So I'm like, all right. And especially, I love Popeyes. You're saying Popeyes will be out of my life? It will change. It will ruin your Popeyes experience. Like I almost, I, I almost don't want
2: you to do it because then you'll never go back to a Popeyes or a KFC again. You'll just be like, it's, like if you've ever had like a really good steak, right? And or if you ever go to like uh, John Howie and you have yourself like. A really good steak, and then mm-hmm. you go home and you then know you I have, haven't been there yet. Queso's Tim. the
3: same way. It, it, a good queso's it'll, the it'll, same way. It'll
2: ruin your steak experience. Like you go home and you cook yourself a nice ribeye, and it just it won't be the same because you're going to have this you know high comparison. And so I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's not a
0: good idea. No, no, go. no, 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 no. I'm I'm in. I mean, I still have a you know I, I like. Well, we shouldn't say that for the podcast. I was talking about excuse me eating higher end pizza. I'll me <laughs> leave a place out of this. I was like I haven't ordered pizza from them since June. <laughs> But it wasn't like I was eating a ton of Popeye's anyhow. All right. Korean fried chicken. What do you, I mean, what goes, I mean, I'll be stereotypical. I mean, are we just going to, are we just having kimchi with it? (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's, uh, we're going to pair it with beer and uh, uh, you're going to use
2: a nice lager and, you know, have some beer and some uh, soju, that fire water. It's like
0: a. Dude. It's like So I've heard about soju for years. All the army guys tell me you got to have a soju night, but I've still yet to drink it.
2: Oh man. It's, it's actually terrible stuff you know like yeah it's like you can't really compare it to sake like i'd but you know if you're gonna go out and drink korean beer eat korean food you gotta have soju it's just like it's uh it's like tradition you know you just have to do it and um but you gotta be careful because it sneaks up on you you know you take like you know 10 shots and you think you know you think you're okay and then all of a sudden you're 20 shots in and yeah,
0: that, right that's what i've always yeah. heard is people are like hey like be careful i know taryn's going <laughs> off uh <laughs> sorry uh, i get it. these these studios are not soundproof okay. uh, we don't even make a big
1: deal about it anymore yeah it, yeah. it is what it is
0: uh man i completely <laughs> lost my thought there we're talking about chicken you were talking about yeah, drinking I, that um, oh the soju yep. yes. right so that's what i've always heard is that like you'll sit at a table you do shots of it and people are like you'll feel fine and then you'll stand up and it's, it's like the world changes yes because it's <laughs> It's deceiving because it's, a, you know, lower alcohol content. It's, like,
2: maybe, like, 20% alcohol. So you think, oh, I can take more than, you know, your typical, you know, vodka shot. And then, you know, you're sitting there having a good time. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I just took 20 shots. And,
3: like, you know. And it's real right
2: now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: all right. So Friday. Awesome. So after the fights and then what's the, what's the next morning? You so, know what? Let me, let me back this up. Okay. Real quick. You're at a breakfast place. Pancakes or waffles? Oh, Waffles all day.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a smart man. It's a smart waffles man. Ladies. All day. It, man. Uh, I, I, I heard that, and like the argument for pancakes, you're out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> of your mind. It's, it's the working
3: class breakfast. It's the waffles. Collar.
2: Waffles all day. It, the, the texture, it matters, you know, and being able to have Thank those you. little uh, divots uh, to like, you know, um, you know, hold your syrup or mm-hmm. if That it's is a must nice feature. Yes, yes. I mean,
0: no comparison. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying, man. No, there's, there's no, uh, there's no cool restaurant serving chicken and pancakes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no one's using pancakes as, uh, as bread for sandwiches. Yeah, but and like pancakes, waffle you can... sandwiches <laughs> are... are so good. <laughs> all right, sandwich. where so are that's... you getting waffle sandwiches? Man, there's a couple places. First of all, Nate's has a good uh, chicken one, but uh, we went to the Egg and Us. Is and Fats
0: some... another place over there? Yeah, Fats, Fats is really good too. Okay. Fats is chicken, right? Fats chicken and waffles. I think that's the place I went. Yeah. Their waffles closer... Actually, weren't we with you? I wouldn't know. I got the pancakes. They don't serve <laughs> no, pancakes. Gonna, do... <laughs> All right, calm down, Ted. <laughs> Easy. See? Easy. Fats, by the way, has maybe my favorite chicken wings in town. Right? Wow. Hey, wait. I, I had one more chicken wing related question. <laughs> yes.
3: Sauces. What are we talking about? So with the cream fried chicken, you can do, you know,
2: your plain Jane, just salt and pepper. Um, they have like a, a kind of like a spicy... Uh, I don't, I don't even know what the English term would be, uh, but it's called gochujang. Like it's like a, a spicy type of sauce, and then they have like a honey garlic. Like it's
3: like a hot sauce or like a spice. Like a, it's a
2: mild spice. Yeah, like, okay, mild okay, spice. Cool. Um, the more honey like a seasoning. Yeah, more of a seasoning, and then um, then you have your honey garlic, which is just heaven. It's okay. just like oh my god, it's yeah you put that in your mouth what's
3: well, uh they just opened one of those there's a place that's like massive in the philippines um it's a fast food restaurant jolly 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 Bee? Yeah. yeah they just opened one down in south center um yeah i don't know if you have you've ever had Jolly Bee. i haven't but i was just i, like, I not, know you're not no. not filipino He's but Korean I, was just dude. I i know that ted <laughs> now do you <laughs> know, know about which chicken. part of korea i'm from north or south <laughs>
0: Well, since you're here, I'm going to say South.
3: <laughs> Just making sure. You're here and well-nourished. I'm right. going to go South. <laughs> the Wu-Tang shirt says South. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Nothing to, to f*** with. <laughs> right. I'm trying to think, like, who's Wu-Tang's enemy? But those are North Koreans. <laughs> yeah. Do you walk out to Wu-Tang? Uh, no.
2: Uh, my walkout song right now that I've been using is uh, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Humble. All right. Um, but I think I might switch it up. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Depends what type of mood I'm in, you know, like. When I'm in like a deep dark mood, like I, I've been listening a lot of Marilyn Manson, like for some reason. And just, Marilyn nice. Manson and has just, some
0: really good lyrical content.
2: Yes, yes. I'm pro uh, Marilyn
0: Manson. I feel like Matt and I have to mention Marilyn Manson will be a pain in the grass this year. Yep, <laughs> on, on the third day on Saturday. <laughs> Saturday the third. Yep. <laughs> I'm excited to see him. That's pretty
2: cool. Yeah. So it just depends. It depends what mood I'm in. During do you the camp.
0: train? Do you train with the same music?
2: <laughs> so like, no. Oh well. So lately, Drew's been uh, controlling the tunes at the gym, and it's been a lot of Queen. Oh, no kidding. 80s nice. rock, and we will always have like a Queen, like, you know, Pandora Station going on, and just rocking out to that
3: and getting choked and conscious. <laughs>
2: Queen. <laughs> so, yeah. Queen
3: has so many songs you didn't know were by Queen. Right? That's what I would say about Queen. So you're yeah. always
0: just like, wow, this is by Queen too. Daft, I always think Daft Punk weirdly has a lot too. Oh, yeah. Can't Stop Me Now. I feel like that song should be more, like, yeah. that should get played as much as Someone to Love.
1: Yes. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. I
0: saw that movie on a plane and went through and, a Queen thing, too.
1: And I'm with you. <laughs> went through a Queen. Yeah. I watched it live in Montreal, like, DVD on Mushrooms one time and was like, oh, my God, they're the coolest. And then I got into my Queen phase and was like, exactly what you said. Like, wow, I didn't realize all these songs are by Queen. They're awesome. Yeah. What
0: I, right. When I watched that movie, I was like, Huh, oh, I do like Queen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: such as "We Will Rock You" and "Bohemian Rhapsody." <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that's funny. Like I had that one boxing match, but we always trained to dropkick Murphys, so mm. then that was my entrance song. Okay. Yeah. Never forget, Tim. I sold out that same arena <laughs> and lost. <laughs> we can forget. You can forget that part.
1: <laughs> Who sold the most tickets? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, All right, I
0: wanted to ask you about T.J. Dillashaw uh, from the UFC. He just got a two-year ban. Fuck that guy. That's unbelievable. Two-year ban? Um, Yeah, he didn't even fight it. Uh, What's
2: it called? Is it EPO? It's EPO. Yeah. So um, with that's what Lance was on. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Dang, he was on EPO, dude. Yeah. Oh wow.
0: Okay, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. yeah. See, it's when you say that, right? That that's what I'm thinking. I don't know why. Maybe I think it's just because it is a sport where you're fighting. I feel like juicing in a combat sport is worse. Like if you juice up and want to go hit, a, you want to go hit a home run. Go hit a home run. But like you're punching that dude in the face. It's not fair. Yeah, you're yeah. putting people in danger. Yeah. Yeah.
2: A hundred percent. Drew and I were just actually talking about it, and we were just like, uh, two year suspension is not enough. I mean, with what we do, and like we're throwing bones at each other's skull trying to knock each other out and then you throw in EPO and you're cheating. Uh, You're a piece of shit in my book. Like,
0: Yeah, and it it, it bums me out too is I like TJ. I was much more of a fan of his than I was uh, Cody, Mm -hmm. but now I'm like... Same, I've kind of started to flip.
3: Yeah, Cody Garbarant, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm with you. Well, I mean, yeah, EPO too, Like, especially if you're fighting... Championship fights, aka five round fights versus three, like that difference is only going to get exaggerated in like the fourth and fifth round. I mean, that's like the whole point of it. You know what I mean? Oh, you're talking about Lance Armstrong? No, no, I'm talking about uh, Cody Garbrandt, TJ Dillashaw. If you're talking about, or TJ Dillashaw, if you're fighting five round fights, It's gonna help you way more than if you're fighting a three round fight. I mean, it's all about, you know, carrying more oxygen to your muscles and carrying more lactic acid away. So that advantage just like every minute that fight goes on, the scales the 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 biological scales just tilt further and further in your favor. I mean, I know like the the big thing that they said when all the guys were on EPO in the Tour de France. So think about it's one of the most grueling athletic events on the planet, right? These guys are riding their heart out. Sometimes, you know, 6-7 hours a day, back to back to back to back to back. EPO is so strong that those same guys when they're sleeping on the bus, they could tell if someone was on EPO because they would hear them get up in the middle of the night and cycle on the stationary bike for 2 hours. Cuz they could not lay in their bunks. They were too like ramped up. They had to do something. That's a you could, that's how they could tell if someone's on EPO. Think about what
0: like that's insane. Oh. That is crazy, uh, Tim. So obviously you you partake in fighting. It's one of your jobs. Do you still watch fighting? Is there other sports you like to watch? I was talking about all my weird ones. Is it? Uh,
2: you know, I since I you know the the higher I got in fighting, I don't. I just stopped watching. Like I, I mean, you know, I. I guess I'm like, not positive
0: the UFC cares about us anymore either.
2: Yeah, and just I don't know. Like I'm very picky. Like I. I still appreciate like really high level fighters like uh, Lomachenko who's about to fight. Like right. I'll, I'll watch his stuff uh, just because he's a he's a really technical like just wizard. You know, so I love watching him. Um, but like you know some of the lower levels. I mean it's fun watching like a slobber knocker, but at the same time like I don't know. It, like breaks my heart because I know what type of damage those guys are taking, and it's just like those are not the fights you want to be in. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. But um, no, I, I'll. Actually, probably watch more high-level boxing than I do, like MMA now. Um, just because I appreciate the just the art, like just those subtle details in boxing that uh, you don't get to see as much in MMA. Um, so,
0: yeah, yeah. And as long as we're talking about boxing, uh, Wilder and uh, uh, what's his name? The, uh, who's the English Tyson guy? Fury? No, no, no. Well, he already fought Tyson oh, Fury. Jo- uh, uh, yeah, oh, Anthony. Yeah, AJ. Anthony Joshua. Like they've got to fight. Yes. Like it just seems ridiculous. It's like, well, he's got a lineal matchup, this and that. It's just like, they're the best two heavyweights in the world. Like, have them fight. Somebody's got to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> Politics, money. I a mean. Champion must be crowned. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, look. I mean, in in for MMA, right, there's basically UFC and Bellator, mm-hmm. right? Now, there's cage. Bellator's on the rise, I would say. It, they are. But I'm just saying, when you get to that level, there's really only two promotions. Yeah. I mean, they, don't get me wrong. There's, there's other good ones out there that are mid-level or, or almost there. Those are the two main things. But with boxing, there's so many organizations. Every guy's walking around with like three and four belts going, I'm the champ. I'm the champ. Yeah. Well, some might got to be the de- damn champ. Yeah. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kyle, we got some emails over there. By the way, Cage Sport, once again, Cage Sport MMA, April 27th. Uh, come down there. Uh, Tim, let me look up. Where are you at on this fight card? Burr, burr, burr. All right. So Tim's kind of close to the end there. So yeah, get there early so you can see me walk down the ramp and suck in my gut with two ring card girls. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, have a couple beverages and Tim will be out short enough to whoop some ass. That's
1: right. And <laughs> this, since this is coming out a couple of weeks early, I realized like, those sell really well and we usually have guys in the week of. And like sometimes I'll check the Ticketmaster link or whatever and it's like, there's not a ton of tickets available by the time people hear these guys on. So hopefully you can actually get some, some good seats because it, it's pretty much always sold out there.
0: Yeah. And I, mean, I can't I can't say enough, man. I, yeah. I like lo- I love it's working so that promotion, man. Brian Howquist always treated me great. We're gonna have Howquist in here soon. Oh
1: really? Yeah. Cool. It's fun. Yeah. I, it's one of my favorite things to go do, like if, the coolest live sporting events like or just that hand to hand combat and the excitement that's in the place is just electric. So go support Tim this, on the twenty seventh.
0: Plus yeah. if you've listened to the podcast before, uh, Tyrone Henderson who we've had in, he'll be fighting on the semi main event. So, that'll be good to uh, see him as well. Actually, you know what? I don't think Tyrone's lost since he's been here. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, God, let's read some emails. Yeah, also, just one more,
3: like, you know, vote in favor of going to the fights. They are fun as hell. Like, you kind of forget the excitement of, like, hearing around your high school that there's going to be a fight after school. You know, oh, the biggest God. dude from one school yeah. versus the biggest dude from another school. It's like that. I mean, the UFC, you get a little bit... Um, It's a little bit more abstracted because you're like, you know, like you're either watching on TV you're kind of sitting like further back in a stadium. This like you are right there like raw and real watching two
0: dudes fight and put it all on the line. It's yeah, it's pretty exhilarating. It's pretty fun. I (laughs) I will just say this. If you've if you've watched fights and you've never watched one in person, come watch fights in person and you will totally change your opinion and totally respect the body blow. Mm. Because on TV, you just see a guy getting punched. But when you can hear that flesh, it's like, oh, my
1: God, that's going to hurt like The other thing is leg (laughs) kicks. Yeah, that's what Tim's Tim's going to be unleashing. Yeah, those do not, like on TV, you're like, why is that guy wasting his time kicking that guy's leg? You see Mm -hmm. it in person, it's like, oh, my God, another one? And, yeah, you can just get going with those. Yeah, seriously. Mm -hmm. That's
0: how Forrest won his strap. What do do tickets
3: cost? I know they're, like, tiered, but what's, like, the, the lowest... Take any idea.
0: Ticketmaster.com or maybe Apple <laughs> Casino. I'm not positive.
1: All right. I have a link up on the podcast's Twitter, at right. the podcast. Yeah. Let's get those in.
0: What's up to the greatest
3: podcast in all the land? All the, all the land. land. Ted, every time you step on that pitch, you own that shit, my man. You assert your dominance <laughs> and let everyone know those free kicks are yours. When you do it right, your teammates will just pass it to you every time. Winky face. Also, when you finally go skydiving, may I suggest the skydiving operation that's out of Toledo, Washington. Oh, Check it out. All right. They're located near Mount St. Helens, so as you're gracefully floating down like a feather on a clear day, you'll get wonderful views of the volcano, Mount Rainier, Mount Adams, Mount Baker, and even Mount Hood down in Oregon. For the first time, you can't beat that. Uh, Matt, did you get that plunger yet, bud? Oh, no. Oh, I forgot. Great job, Jesse. And his girlfriend is in studio right now. <laughs>
1: I didn't. Not worried about it Thanks anymore. For the
3: email, Jesse. <laughs> Tension in this room is palpable.
1: It is. It is. No worries over here. Get a bidet. Your weekly reminder.
3: <laughs> that says no worries. I literally glance up and I can see a vein in his head and he's like sweating. <laughs> and his girlfriend's right behind him and he can't see her. Okay. Focus. Um, uh, <laughs> where was I? Uh, you're playing Russian roulette. but And don't you rock a bidet? Pretty brave, man. Uh, Cobb, good call on starting small when you try to get back into things. My wife and I were looking looking through old pictures of when we met 11 years ago uh, and stopped and realized how much we've gotten comfortable with each other, a.k.a. we got fat. So we start, uh, decided to start doing kettlebells and uh, streamed a 20-minute workout. Five minutes in, it was all over, and we realized we were biting off more than we could chew. So we've been doing uh, five-minute workouts for three weeks now. Going to move it up to eight on week four. Thanks for being so relatable, you guys. Jesse, the body. Oh, nice!
1: Good great great work, way to Jesse. Do it. Yeah. yeah, awesome.
3: Yeah, dude, one hundred percent, man. Just easing back into stuff. Like, yeah, the best habit is the one you stick to, and best diet, same thing. And kettlebells also, Matt will attest. Great exercise.
1: Yeah, they're super portable and convenient, and could be yeah, really awesome.
3: And you can hit a lot of muscle groups too. That whole like posterior oh, yeah. chain with the swings and stuff. Uh, hey guys, first time emailer to the Grace Podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. First of all, you guys rock. I'm 28 years old and I've been listening to The Men's Room for like 10 years. And I'm nice. disappointed to say that I only just started on your podcast last November. But I'm happy to say I'm no longer among those unenlightened fools. <laughs> 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 I just, just want to say <laughs> That's good. respect your honesty and security with matters that many people are uh, shy uh, or embarrassed by, like sexuality and personal image and such. You know, behind closed doors, top, behind closed door topics. Some discussions have made me feel a little more normal myself uh cabos in pike place recently and didn't see the popcorn shop where is it at i want to check it out and many I didn't look super hard um so there's about 330 shops in pike place the best way to find ours is um basically if you were to fly a drone right over the main pike place sign and then turn around and look at the back of the sign and drop down six stories to the street below it's on western avenue uh, at 1500 western avenue and we're open thursday through sunday so i saw there's a couple other emails that i won't read but people said they stopped by um and we were closed or whatever um a when you sent that email i was in there packing uh uh, packing shipments, so and there's a little sign on the door, but B. Yeah, we're only open Thursday through Sunday So
0: I always tell people to if you just go on the main entrance of the market Like you'll see the throwing fish guys, and then there'll be a giant arrow pointing towards restrooms Take those stairs down go past the restrooms take those stairs all the way down and when you get down to Western You'll see the shop right in front of you
1: That's perfect and you guys close when you sell out for the day
0: yeah, so sometimes we close as early as like,
3: so we open at noon, um, and the earliest we've sold out is like three twenty. Wow! So okay. it just depends. It's a small kitchen. It's like one hundred twenty square feet, so you can only make so much in a day. But yeah, we've sold out every every Saturday and Sunday, and all the Fridays but one. So yeah, we've been moving some moving some corn down there. Uh, nice. Matt, yeah. Uh, yeah, as in Matt at like four thirty a.m. doing the handoff to BJ and Miggs. I commute early, and only today, how I just made this connection.
1: The overnight yep. sensation. Yep. Yeah, I do. I also do overnights here at KISW, Midnight to Five. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know what? I Dude, I did the same thing with um, with Migs. I didn't realize that he formerly was uh, Steve the producer on The End, and we've been friends for like two years, and then on the podcast on one of the episodes, I put it all together, so yeah, you're not alone. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm hoping to make it out whenever your next big meetup is with listeners. Uh, keep being
1: awesome, and LARP on. Justin.
0: I, Matt, you're looking at me. I haven't planned anything. No,
1: I yeah, I, figured, I was like, we usually do those in winter. Like At this point, it's pretty established we do one a year in winter. I don't know if this is the year we switch it up and add a summer thing. but
3: Maybe. Is the river float real? Maybe. I don't know. I hear rumors. Wow. Thank you, Ted Smith. So I got to give you some uh, a roundabout props as I sit here uh, tripping on uh, what I'm looking at. I moved to San Diego about a year ago, and I've been walking past nice. this odd building every day. One day, I noticed a for-rent poster on the window. So naturally, being a couple deep, uh, it's a great idea to text this guy at like 11.30 p.m. on a Thursday. Anyway, you can guess the impression I gave, and he's like, well, you really need to see it in person. Head down there, feeling each other out, and after some small talk, walking in, uh, the guy's like, do you know Ted Smith? Me just moving from Seattle can uh, breaks down and is like, oh, sh- the guy from the radio? I don't know him, but I know of. He clearly has no idea what I'm talking about, yet <sighs> appears impressed, maybe concerned by my unexpected enthusiasm. The owner and designer of the building is apparently uh, by some pretty prominent architect here in, South, uh, in San Diego and uh, Southern California. Myself, working towards licensure, I felt even more of a dumbass once I asked a couple of uh, father-time mentors in the office if they knew who Ted Smith was. Anyway, just got the place, and I'm in, excellent, in an excellent headspace. I'm pretty sure my Ted Smith enthusiasm broke the ice, TSE, uh, and began awesome. a, uh, what I hope is the end of uh, drought by your fellow alley cat. Anyway, thanks, fellas, for encouraging me to get outside of my boundaries. A couple of photos and 360 photo link of a new shot uh, attached. Check out the weed tower. A uh, P.S. Also, was I high, or did I see a long-ride home premiere uh, here in town at the Vespa spot? Ciao. You were not high. As the one in San Diego already happened, didn't it? Uh, no, it's happening the last uh, – hold on. We yeah, it's swapped our soon. schedules. Um, the last one is happening somewhere around the 26th, 27th, 28th. Uh, I want to say it's on the 27th, but you can check the Soldiers
0: of Destiny, Destiny Facebook group or Instagram to figure out. Yeah, if you saw the ad for that slow ride home, buy tickets and go, man.
1: Yeah, so that's so awesome. Uh, are you guys going down for that? Are members from the club going to go down?
0: Uh f- Four
1: or five
3: guys are going down. Uh, I am not. We're shooting our thing. Um, yeah. yeah, do- I got something else going on that weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm going to try to make the one in Bend over Memorial Day.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. There's a premier one there, too. possible for that, too. Dude, okay. this place is dope. Can you see that from over there, Ted? This guy has a, like a, so what are you talking about? A weed tower? Look at this. Okay. So this is the, the apartment, right? And for people at home, it's basically got like this cool little staircase to a loft. And then the loft has a ladder to another ladder that goes up to a tower that looks out over the city, aka that's awesome, the weed spot. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. It looks like you can get onto the roof there too. Um, he did not list his name, so I can tell you uh, after if you want. All right, we might have to go down there and visit him. Oh, he's got a 360 pick too. Nice. Uh, yeah, that'd be <laughs> dude, that'd be awesome. Like, oh,
0: you got a new place in San Diego? Uh, the podcast you listen to is coming by. <laughs> <laughs> go meet a bunch of hot chicks. Listener meetup. Well, One listener. I always tell people I'm going to retire to San Diego, and they're like, "What's your favorite part?" I go, "I've never been." I've only seen it on like TV and stuff, but I hear it's around 80 and like summer all year. San Diego's
3: great, honestly. Yeah. The weird thing, though, demographically, it's either college kids, like out in PB, or military people, or retirees, and not much in between for whatever reason. There's a huge uh, MC scene down there, too, right? <clears throat> Motorcycle clubs? I'm not sure. Like in the gas lamp? Um, I honestly don't know. I went out partying in the gas lamp. I don't really know what the, like, the day-to-day is down there. All right. All right. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Greetings to the Greatest Podcast in all the land. All oh the land. That smoking for Hitler's <laughs> birthday on 420 segment transition was the closest I've ever been to uh, a coffee spit take.
0: Great <laughs> A work, boys. Best regards. No fault. Tim, we had our buddy Tyler Smith in here. <clears throat> He's a comedian, uh, national touring comedian. He does these shows called The Dope Show, right? Okay. Where basically a comedian gets up, does their set, and then he'll take them out to the bus, get them stoned, and they got to do another set. But some of these comedians don't smoke. So everything he does is very weed centric. So we were asking about 420 and, where, and I was like, Tyler, do you know where it actually came from? And who was it that was like, it's also Hitler's birthday. And I, I was said like, that. Yeah, I was like, I don't think that's why we're smoking <laughs> weed on 420. That'd be a really weird reason. Wow. Right?
3: <laughs> Tim, do you have any, have you named any inanimate object in your life? Like my truck is White Lightning. My scooter is Black Thunder 5.
2: Yeah, um, I used to have a 96 Acura NSX, it was red, and I
3: called her her Cindy, because Cindy Crawford, and you know. Beautiful. All right. right. Yeah. Um, So we were talking about uh, some people who had named some body parts, whatever. (laughs) Anyway, uh, to the greatest (laughs) podcast in all the land. All the land. (laughs) First off, guys, I'm listening right now about how many tiny names for your penis is bad, and I just (laughs) wanted to point out, when was the last time you met a person named Tiny that was small? (laughs) Oh, I weighed over 300 pounds in high school. My nickname? Tiny. Tiny. I, dude, I honestly, weirdly, I laugh about that like once a month. I'll Do think you? of it and I'm nice. like, dude, like, how tough can you rouse a guy who's like 340 yeah. tiny? It's like, oh, like just going for like, man, yeah, like really going for the gut. <laughs> right. <laughs> Funny enough, I used to be
0: called Tiny Tim in middle school, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you either have to be legit like a small person or like a really giant person to get yeah. tiny. Because I, I think sometimes people do it to smaller people, too. and Like, what's up, big guy? Yeah. Like, you're just kind of razzing him now. Yeah. Well, it's just like, yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
3: Like, obviously, at 340, like, you're a little bit self-conscious about it. and yeah. For them to just, like, run
0: with that. I don't know. I remember running gassers, like, my sophomore year, and I puked at the end of one. And the, the coach, who's the DV coach, I forget his name. And he's like, man, I got time to puke on my shoes. I'm trying to see a girl tonight. <laughs>
3: damn dude like the coaches like come on uh think on it and get back to me second thank you matt for the tips on losing weight uh and you're right it's hard to slow down and just enjoy your food but i'm determined and i'm sticking with it i'm slacking um uh packing i think you meant to say smaller lunches and drinking more water right third i was listening to the broadcast and they were discussing one thing that hit uh that hit your heart from therapy Um, which made me think about things uh, I know now that I wish I knew as a kid. The big one is that if my dad isn't proud of me after everything I've accomplished, uh, he never will be. And you know what? That's his problem, not mine. Sorry for the long email. LARP on, your buddy James.
0: Oh,
1: nice. Dude, yeah, hell yeah.
0: I mean, I think, yeah, sometimes with family too, I think as we get farther along, you know what I mean? Like you don't, it's not the old days where you have to count on family for this and that. I think that structure's changing. And frankly, some people are, just kind of ask, like, I, I don't know that you have to stick with, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not, I don't want to sound like, what's her name, condo but, like, if, if that person doesn't bring you joy, like, are you just, why are you going to visit these people? Like, is it just out of, like, you feel like you're related to them, so you have to? And I know it sounds harsh, but I don't know. I, I just, I think times are changing. It's like, you know, like, I know people, like, I dated a girl, and her grandma was awful. She was awful to her all the time. It's like, just stop hanging out with her. Well, it's my grandma. Well, F her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the, uh, dude, I think that's
3: weirdly really the truth. It does sound very harsh, but oh, you know, it sounds terribly you're not harsh. Wrong. cutting negative people out of your life is, is a difficult thing to do. Um, uh, James, uh, live as if your father Were dead, was dead is a great chapter in the book way of the superior man. I would recommend it. It's like eight bucks or something. But yeah. It's basically about not living in like, you know, not living with their judgments, being free of that. So anyway, and Serge and Steve, I'm sorry we weren't
0: open. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see what's going on with Matt in the weekend. Hey, hi. What's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matting. Hey, hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matting. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Hey, uh, before we get to what's Matting. Hey, hi. what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out
1: what's Matting. Um, so this weekend was kind of weird. I slept a lot, um, partially (laughs) because I was overdue for that. Also, so Friday was Seattle Rock Day here at KISW. We played all the Seattle bands. It was super rad. And I was posting all these video links on our Twitter of like awesome Seattle rock performances from over the years. And then it's like at the end of my show, I had like an hour to go and I was like, oh, I'm going to turn all these into a blog. And when you upload blogs to KISW.com and you embed YouTube videos, it takes forever for each one. And this had nine YouTube videos. So it took like an hour and I stayed like 20 minutes late before I ran to the gym to, to finish it. And I got to like the very end and I was writing something and I just hit backspace and something was selected off of the text box where you put the actual body of the blog. And backspace took me back a page. And then when I went forward, it was all lost. So that sucked. <laughs> and but I was fired up about it because it's Seattle Rock Day. I loved this music. I loved all all the the performances. I was sharing. So I went to the gym. I trained people till seven thirty, and then I went home and worked on it until about one something was when I finished. Um, gracious. Yeah. Well, I because when did all, you sleep? That's what I'm saying. Because it was all it was all YouTube clips. And I couldn't rewrite the blog without re-watching the performances and getting in- inspired and having the thoughts pop in again. I tried. I tried to just, like, rush through it when I got home. And I was like, I'm- i i got to do this justice, man. And it was just like a real sense of enthusiasm and pride carried me through, which is usually, like, the end of my week where I'm just spent. Yeah. And so I had, like, yeah, an extra cup of coffee and an extra four hours of work or so. Um and then so I slept a lot this weekend. That that threw things through but the But I mean loop. when did
0: you physically sleep? If you were up till one thirty, I know you went to a Sounders game Saturday night, yeah like, I slept well, a lot. Like
1: when? I went to bed I fell asleep at like two and then we woke up and went and got dinner, uh, and then came home and my girlfriend's watching Sex in the City and she was like, Do you want to watch that? And I was like, Sure. And then I fell asleep pretty quickly, but it was, it was like fun. from the beginning? Yeah, she's on like season three or something. I won't lie,
0: the first couple seasons. uh, How should I phrase this? Was a different time in our age difference, so Kim Cattrall helped out a lot.
1: (laughs) Ah, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Tim knows what I'm saying. That's funny. Yeah, those pivotal few years where there's a lot of um, male Yeah, nobody had phones. A lot you of male development. Just,
0: right, you couldn't find boobs everywhere. Yeah, our, like, <laughs> pivotal
1: <I> like... <laughs> puberty years really overlapped with, like, some technological jumps. And, like, yeah, so it's just it's just crazy, crazy differences, like, because we're, what, three, four years apart? Something like that? Right, how old
0: are you? 30? 30. 32. All right, so I'm 38. to so six Okay.
1: Yeah, so pretty close. But, yeah, it's, a, it's like a world of difference there. Yeah, and some of those some of those early memories. Um, so, I enjoyed a couple of the episodes. I just fell asleep shortly thereafter, and then like slept in Saturday. I slept for like twelve hours, um, and then went for a. I'm doing a Spartan race this week, so I oh, nice. went for a run, hit up Golden Gardens, and like ran up the trail and the stairs and just you know pushed it. And um, then we went to the Sounders game. Um, I took another nap. But then we went to the Sounders game. Uh, but we met up with Josh and Amanda beforehand down at Jimmy's on First, which was cool. And then went over to the game. That was a ton of fun. We missed the only goal, but um, you know we we're hanging out with Josh and Amanda. What are you gonna do? Yeah, you miss goals a lot, Ted. Oh, at Cause, Sounders game. Because your social hasn't. Yeah, all the time. Okay.
0: <laughs> Mainly, if they, okay. if they score one somewhere between forty-five and sixty-minute mark, I, I'll miss it.
1: Oh, because at halftime
0: there's a spot we always go, and like I meet Joe there. We get an IPA, and then it's like halftime goes really quick when you're yep. drinking a beer. I'm like, damn, we're not even done yet. And then yeah, you'll uh, you'll hear the ca- you'll hear the fire for it to start the, poof, and then you'll hear another one like they scored a goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that was that was that makes sense. We showed up and then didn't go right to our seats because we were hanging out and grabbing drinks with Josh and Amanda. Yeah. at this place, and then. By the time we got there, you know, they, that happened while we were hanging out, and then we got there, and there wasn't another goal by the time we got to our seats the whole time. But it was, a, you know, it was fun, and we were in a suite through her work, so that was really um, a lot of fun. And then on the way home, we, like, we took the bus there, and we took the bus back, but we got off maybe not even a quarter of the way. We were coming from the stadiums, we live in Ballard, and we took the bus to the Whole Foods on Westlake, and then walked from there to Fremont. Oh. And then took a bus from Fremont to Ballard, because um, eventually it was like we've been walking for long enough. So, um, but yeah, that was that was pretty fun. So nice. It was a rela- mostly relaxing weekend. Well, really? It was action packed, but a lot of sleep too. Yeah. For once.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I was nursing a cold in the quad, so I kind of had the same thing. I didn't even go to the match.
1: Yeah, that's... but I will say
0: watching it on TV, it, it timed out perfect for me because at halftime of the Sounders match. Was the uh was the second like the last two minutes of the other uh, final four game?
1: Oh, okay. So, timed out, good. Yeah, that was. I saw the tail end of that Auburn game while we were sitting at Jimmy's, and that was a heartbreaker. I didn't. Yeah, it's on in the background, so I didn't get to see like the controversial calls or whatever, you know. And it's like, oh, clearly that's a that's technically a foul at the last second on a guy shooting a three. Like, I could see the contact there. But they're just replaying it, and it's like, oh, they're probably losing their mind about it. And then apparently there was, yeah. yeah. And Bill
0: Walton's right; they got to figure out something. You got the last minute of a college basketball game just takes. I think he says like people will spend lifetimes shorter than that, <laughs> I mean, that last minute takes forever. I don't know what the answer is, but they got to shorten that up. Yeah. So, all right, is it about that time? Boop a doop doop boop boop. topic. Cup
3: topic. That's why I love that running clock in soccer. Yeah. So I picked somebody up. So. Tim, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this from a fighting perspective, but um, I picked somebody up at the airport recently, and um, basically, if the airport's packed, you know, like everybody knows, SeaTac is just a crazy busy airport for those who haven't been there. Um, It's massive, and it's getting way bigger. But there's still, you know, just a couple lanes that go in and out of that place. So anyway, the traffic gets super backed up. So um, what I always did is what my dad used to do when he would pick me up when I would fly home from from school on the East Coast um, is he would pick me up in the departures area just because people they they get in and they get out. They don't get out of their car and hug people and load luggage and say their goodbyes and whatever. So it's just a lot faster way to get in and out of the airport. So I'd always go upstairs. We'd do that. I didn't realize that that's not like you know necessarily common practice. So. Uh, the cop topic this week and we'll also get the fighting angle what actually is the oldest trick in the book like what's just like something you know it's like oh yeah that's the oldest trick in the book you know that's something that you use like within your within your life or within you know the cage Mm. Mm.
1: That, that reminds me of the other day I walked into the Mariners game without scanning my ticket I don't know where the ticket scanner was supposed to be or if they were there but I just like blew right by after going through the metal detector and then like we got up the stairs and I was like, I never scanned my ticket. I must have walked through really confidently.
3: You can do it get into a lot of places like that. The, yeah.
1: Yeah. I was kind of yeah. it. it's kind of one of those things like if you ever if you ever accidentally fly with marijuana and you're like, whoa, you can get away with that. It's like I didn't mean I had a ticket. I wasn't trying to pull a fast one and that's probably why I was relaxed enough to pull it off
0: right i'm with you i have unfortunately like had something in my bag i didn't know flying so it showed up somewhere else and i was like oh man i can't like i'm not gonna take this to another airport but i am firmly believed if i knew it was in there i would have been like sweating bullets yeah eat it (laughs) (laughs) but i did feel like a dumbass like how did this get through (laughs) yeah i've had a similar experience uh (laughs) dude i think this one and this is kind of crummy but if you're having an argument with somebody and nothing too serious but you just want to win it just throw a stat at them like for whatever reason you throw a stat into it people are like oh hmm, all right now the stat could be bullshit it could be real you mix in a stat people are all of a sudden they it's almost like you've won the argument that's not a bad call. Yeah. I mean, this is, again, if studies suggest. Right. Like, don't do this with your girlfriends, right? Like, I'm not saying real arguments, but I'm saying, like, me and Cobb are arguing about stuff. Well, Cobb's not good. He knows yeah, too 83% much. Yeah, 83% of households have a plunger. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but only 20% of them have bidets. <laughs> much True. higher in France. So, yeah, that's what I like. And then one of the best ones, Cobb told me once, like, I'm a horrible liar. I don't lie. But sometimes don't ruin it for people either. Like, if they believe your sunglasses- Did You Malibu- those glasses? Yeah. I knew
1: you were going to talk about those uh, if they,
0: If people think those glasses are super expensive, just kind of nod. Hmm. <laughs> people love those glasses on you, man. Oh, I know. I know. That was Malibu Ted in those glasses. Another version of Ted, Tim.
3: Oh, yeah. Dude, I forgot about Malibu Ted. Yeah. Collector's edition. Yeah, special edition, limited run. Yeah. Wow. Tim,
0: fight game, oldest trick of the book. <sighs> Like throw yeah. dirt in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, sand,
2: pocket sand. I would probably say kicking somebody in the balls, you know, just like, oh, all right, somebody, all right, you know, oh. just like, oh, it was an accident, you know, like, you know, uh, that or um poking somebody in the eye, you know,
0: like uh, Oh, yeah. Well, I will tell you the legal one that always makes me cringe is when people stomp on somebody else's foot. <sighs> like when they're up against yeah, the yeah, cage. Yeah. I, I don't know why, I'm just like that feels like it should be illegal. <laughs> yeah. I know it's not, but it's just like, oh, that looks painful is. Oh. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, one that I use somewhat is, uh, so to set up a high kick, you, um, you stare at somebody's leg and then you kick the leg and then you stare at the leg and you kick the leg and then you stare at the leg and then, the leg and then that's when you go high and you kick into the head. Oh, you nice. Training, you know, you just yeah, stare and just, so, <laughs> yeah. like a
0: quarterback staring down a receiver just to get the safety off, uh, you know, on the wrong route.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: So yeah, that's like, smart. um, that, that like John Jones Cormier set up, whatever, when he like went super high with that kick, like. Literally, Cormier was, like, blocking down and yeah. just, like, snap. Yeah. Like, oh, man, a shin hitting your face? I can't <laughs> even imagine. Especially for somebody who knows how to do it. Yes. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Life-changing. Uh, all right, well, there you go. Uh, like we keep mentioning, uh, Cage 50, or MMA 56, that's down. Uh, Emerald Queen Casino, April 27th. Uh, go to Ticketmaster, get tickets, or go to the Emerald Queen Casino. Uh, let's see. Tim Tim Lewis is fighting there. 3-0. and We're going to keep it undefeated. I mean, I'm guessing a leg kick. Or you, you got a prediction? We're uh, just looking for a W.
2: Honestly, like like I I was saying, I I don't want it to be quick. I wanna I want him to either quit or I just want to beat him for every second, every minute for three rounds. Cause like my cardio is just it's at a, such a high level um, right now, which I don't feel like it's ever been this high. Like I want to experience a longer fight just to make it last a little bit longer. You know, like I don't want to yeah. finish. I I just want to <laughs> just. I really want to put him through that cycle and make him quit. So, um, God, so terrifying. yeah, I, I will, yeah. So that would be the most satisfying way to just have him be, just be like, I'm done, you know? <laughs> so Tim,
0: I won't um, lie, man, you're getting me kind of hyped right now. We yeah, still got you. two weeks yes. and I'm like, damn, like I like watching you fight, but I'm like, man, he's going to kick his ass and then we're going to go get chicken. Absolutely. chicken. I feel like I'm going to be yelling something about chicken.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, oh, can I just shout out a couple Yeah, answers? go ahead. Um, so Absolute Natural is a CBD company that's been uh, backing me through uh, this entire uh, fight camp. Um, I have, like, plenty of, like, links on my Facebook. So um, definitely check them out if you guys are into CBD products. Um, you know, try it out.
3: So Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
2: Um, that's deadman Properties. He's been uh, sponsoring me since I was, like, a amateur, you know, coming up. Um Fortis Manufacturing, uh, they, they sponsor, started sponsoring me in my last fight. Uh, if you want to build a badass rifle, uh, go see them. Uh, they're based out of Kent. And Action Tattoo, badass tattoos. All right. Yeah. Just right. so,
0: yeah. get a tattoo of a rifle and then use CBD cream on top of it when it's itching. <laughs> 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 Try to get all your sponsors into yeah, one yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Right behind the LudaSport. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there you go. There's episode uh, 256 for MCTP for Comm. The Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.